DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Joe Ingles is going to join us momentarily here. Y'all can get him on the phone here shortly. So Joe will join us in this segment. Plenty of things to talk to him about as the NBA hits the All-Star break. Go into the break with the Jazz having lost 4 of 7, the Clippers having lost 5 of 7, the Lakers having lost 7 of 10. Dog days, injuries, bad calls, everybody's got a story, PK, but that's not a lot of winning from those three teams. And the Suns are now right in the middle of that group because they've won 16 out of 19. They are playing great. They beat a shorthanded Warrior team last night to make it 16-3 and in their last 19. So... Any of these teams really worried about the losses that are piling up now? Or once you see everybody else has them too, you figure, well, let's just get it straightened out and it doesn't matter. I mean, I think it matters in the moment, but it doesn't matter in the postseason. So, yes, it matters, but it's not like I'm going to go crazy and panic and all that stuff. Uh, you know, if it extends, because they're going to have a break now, so everybody should come back refreshed, obviously. A, a, a week off is a long time. And so let, let's see how the Jazz do, uh, particularly because that's the team we care about the most, obviously, when the <clears throat> season resumes, what, a week from today. And then, then they'll, they'll probably have a little bit of a slump over the course of those 36 games, too. And then you regroup and you get ready for the postseason when it matters the most. They're going to hit a slump because you think there's something built in. They hit a slump, or you're just playing the odds. It's 36 just, just games. More, more, more the odds, yeah. Okay. I haven't mapped out like, oh, this stretch, that stretch. Uh, no, so I haven't done that right now. I'll probably look at that. We'll have some time next week to talk about that stuff and prepare for the second half. But I'm just going, just generally speaking, that they're probably not going to keep up the pace that the day had had before this little four of seven spiel and even in the four of seven the games have been right there so it's not like they were uh, getting smoked and getting run out of the gym and all that stuff too which i think there's something to be said for that these comebacks and the philly game was largely for the from their perspective you know a decent game if that was a playoff loss knowing that you lose a singular game and you don't want to lose any in the playoffs I, I get that. I would accept, I would deal with that. But it wouldn't be like if that was game one, thinking, oh, my gosh, they got no chance against these guys. And so I, I still think they're in a pretty good spot, and they think they're in a good spot. And the thing that I think is most important about this Gobert-Mitchell thing is these guys are locked up. We've got them for you know the next yeah. X amount of years. So they want to win. So that's why I think that all this crap – is going to be used as fuel, is going to be used as positives because they're not going to – they got nowhere to go. This is this is their thing. And a year ago at this time here, uh, we're, we're like uh, 52, 53 weeks away from hearing that the relationship was unsalvageable. Well, this ought to be bonding you together <laughs> well, big I, time. I think, I think it clearly did. I think that's why Rudy comes out when he doesn't have to. All right, DJ and PK, it is time to hear from – Joe Ingles, the Joe Ingles Show, with DJ PK on the side, is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. As the longest-serving credit union in Utah, Cypress Credit Union is here to help with all your financial needs. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic... Joe, Joe, Joe. 
and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. There are so many topics on the table. But first, Joe, how are you enjoying a little downtime? How are you enjoying a little break? Let's Before we worry about the issues, let's worry about Joe. I ain't got no, I ain't got no issues. I don't know what issues you got, but um, I no, it's, it's very nice, to be honest. Um, got to spend the whole day at home yesterday with the, the kids and um, got to drop, I just dropped Jacob at school, which I never really ever get to do, which was nice. And um, I mean, honestly, just to kind of be around the family as much as um, I love what I do, it's been, uh, and, I, and obviously this is every team, but it's been a, a bit more of a grind this year. And with the, the testing and all that, we have to test so we, we do all our usual day of mornings testing and then we practice and then we have to go back and test at night between five and seven or whatever it is. So a, a lot more time in the car and out of the house. And um, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to use this week to, to actually spend some time with my, I felt like I haven't seen Jack just 15 weeks yesterday and I felt like I haven't even spent any time with him. So um, yeah, there'll be a lot of time sitting at home with, with the family. So for you, you staying out of the gym, staying off your feet completely this entire week? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, I said I'll spend more time with the family. I don't think I'll stop. Um, I didn't do anything yesterday, and, and um, I'm not doing anything today. But we'll kind of get back into it on the weekend um, slowly. Um, obviously, it's only a – I think it's a week break we ended up getting. Um, so you don't want to – I mean, everyone's going to, we've all got specific kind of schedules to do. Some guys will do more than others. Some guys will do less. Um, Obviously, Donovan, those guys have got a a busy weekend and and obviously playing the heavy minutes that they play is different to me. I mean, I I feel really good up to this point. Yeah, I just want to, obviously, I guess for me, for for everybody, but for me personally, I want to make sure I'm still in a good place come Thursday, Friday next week and, and ready to get back into it um, whilst obviously switching off as well for a few days. So we know you had to miss some games and it broke your Ironman streak earlier this year. Is a week off good for that injury or are you 100% and that thing's in the rearview mirror and it doesn't really matter? Um, to be honest, um, I think I'll always, at my age and the amount of games we play in our scheduling and stuff like that, I don't mean I'm in pain or anything like that, but I've got to maintain a certain level of exercise that I do every day. Um, I skipped them yesterday because I was exhausted. We got home at 3 a.m. and the kids ran in at 7 o'clock to wake me up and say good morning. So I missed it yesterday, but I'll I'll do it today. Uh, I can do it at home and and stuff like that as well. So um, it's something that I'll... I think there's a... Like I said you guys kind of before as you get older you realize there's certain things that you 
enjoy doing for your body and that, that obviously make you feel good and um, these kind of exercises and stuff that, with my Achilles and my knees and stuff like that is just stuff that I I do every day anyway um, so I'll continue to do that through this break it's only a kind of 10 15 minute little routine and I can kind of do it anywhere really so we know what Rudy and Donovan said when they were on the Zoom call the other night after the Philadelphia game. If Joe Ingles would have been on the Zoom call taking questions, what would he have said? I probably would have gone, wow, have they been, have they been fined or will they get fined? I haven't heard. I haven't heard. I'm assuming they're going to get fined, but I haven't heard. Well, if they haven't, my fine would have already been out already. And if it was fined, it would be double whatever they're going to get. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's. I mean, you get a part of it too is the heat of the moment as well. And obviously, we felt um, I'm going to have to tip the toe, tip the line here. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, obviously, obviously, there were some things that went on that we felt could have gone more towards our way than the other way. But the part of that too is. Like you try and you try and kind of blank them out. You try and not not let them be a part of it or not let them affect you. But I mean, we're all humans, and things affect us. And we, we think some things go one way, and the other. Like it's just a. I'm sure they're sitting there saying Joe fouled me on this play, or, or Ben got fouled on this, or whatever it is. It's it's a hard. Um, it's a, we're all we've all got tough jobs, including them, but. Um, it is what it is. We'll uh, hopefully after the break, Donovan will calm down and we'll, we'll be back to playing basketball again. You know, I don't. Uh, I have never in my life looked at a two-minute report until um, until Thursday. That was the first time, and I'm 100 percent serious about this, Joe. The game's over. It doesn't matter what they say, and I, I hear about it third-hand, certainly, but I couldn't be bothered to look it up. But I thought, well, this time I have to. This was too big a deal. And they list the, the correct no calls, the correct calls, and the incorrect calls. And the thing about refereeing is, A, they have to let some stuff go because it's entertainment and nobody came to see them blow the whistle. And, B, they miss a lot of stuff. And they have the video links to the play. So on this report, you can actually – and you can Google it. Any fan can Google it. Any fan can look at this thing. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, it's out there. You can go home and go. And there is a play specifically where, in the last two minutes, Donovan has to go in the back court to get a ball. And some people were wondering if it was over and back. And the refs missed two calls, and they got dinged for it. And one was Bullion traveled, and a hundred percent by the letter of the law, he did. He switched and/or slid his pivot feet, and they didn't call it. And uh, the defender was Ben Simmons. Ben kicked the ball, which real time I thought, I think Simmons kicked that. Um, but I wasn't sure because everything happens so fast. And so yeah. to a certain point, they A, can't call everything because it'll wreck the entertainment. And then B, they got to choose what to call and what not to. And they just miss stuff. And let's be honest, you guys are part of the problem because not you personally, because you're, you know, you're Joe Ingles and you know, you're the guy. <laughs> but other players... Try to foul. My foul is going to be up there. Don't right, exactly. I'm going to use it. But other players try to fool the refs, and guess what? Sometimes they do. I think where I had a little um, compassion for you guys is you have to attack the hoop. You can't shoot 83 pointers. And when you do attack the hoop, I thought there were a lot of no calls that could have been fouls. You could have been at the free throw line. They could have been in foul trouble. Certainly Conley early in the fourth quarter. So I get why that's frustrating, but there's a certain part of me that says this is never changing. 
This goes back to Wilt Chamberlain never fouled out in the 60s. I mean, before you were born, this was going on, Joe. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's tough at times. And, and I think, like, like you said, you, you don't want the referees to be involved that much that they're taking over the game. Like, mm-hmm. If you can referee a game and not be noticed and no one even really realizes you're there and the game's a good game, like obviously one team's going to be pissed off because they lost at the end of the day, but you, you want it to be, you want the teams to decide the game. You want Ben Simmons versus Donovan in a whatever, like whatever the situation is. You want, that, that's what everybody wants. Like you said, like you want it, we, we want it to be free flying. We want to get up and down. Like we, um, I also think on the flip side, there's calls that are, I've never, I've never refereed at any type of level, so I'm not going to say it's easy, but I feel like there's obvious calls that, that should get called kind of no matter what. No matter how free-flowing it is, like, that was a foul. Like, I know there was one with uh, myself and Embiid where he, he ran into me off a post move. I was going to go trap him, and he ran into me, and I, I just assumed that I was going to call a foul. Like, I didn't know what the right call is. Like, he swung through and kind of hit me in the chest, and we both... I think he fell over. I fell backwards. I just assumed they were going to call a foul on me. It was. An, it ended up being a no call. I don't know if it was on a report or no. I wasn't in the, the last two minutes. It must have been just before that. But so, like some of it is. I, I don't know. I, I thought they. Were, I thought they were going to call a foul. So some of it is what they see and and at the time. But yeah, I mean it, it's. It's frustrating when you lose a game like that that you feel like you could have and, and probably should have won. Um, there's also things on our end that if we just do things a bit better or don't have this turnover, we, we probably get the win as well. So, um, I mean, it's frustrating at times, but like you said, after the game, what are we like? What are we going to do? <laughs> we, we're in the locker room. We're not going to play another. We're not, not, two minute reports not going to come out. We're going to suit suit back up for two minutes to replay those those possessions so um yeah we'll, we'll keep playing the way we play we'll keep attacking the hoop we'll keep shooting our threes we'll keep defending the way we defend and um yeah hopefully we, we keep winning games so as we already said the two stars come out and they were very vocal then lebron and durant picked them next to last and last lebron says i want height and he picks Sabonis when Gobert is still out there. So there's all sorts of disrespect, however much you want it from the Jazz perspective, this small market team, blah, blah, blah. It's out there. How much really does that galvanize, if at all, the team? If I could swear on the radio show right now, I would, but I really don't give a... <laughs> uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Finish that off however you, uh, whatever word you would like to put in there. Um, I mean, like, again, like, what are, what are we going to do? Like, you want me to text LeBron and tell him, ask him why he said, like, who cares what he said? Like, what is, like he's, not on, he's not on my team. Yes, we realize how good a player he is and X, Y, and Z, but they're not on my team. I hope that uh, Rudy and Donovan have a, uh, have a really good kind of weekend or whatever it is, weekend away. Um, Hope coach coaching his first uh, All Star game gets a, a hell of an experience. Maybe coach can bench him after he didn't pick any of our team. Um, but no, I mean for me, it's all about our guys enjoying what they deserve. Donovan and Rudy deserve it. 
obviously we think uh, Mike should have been in there, but that is what it is. And and coach and, and his coaching staff, because we can... Obviously, we're out there, and I think coach said it himself, like we're the ones that kind of get out there and do what we have to do to win games and put him in a position to win coach of the month, whatever. But you got, I mean, you guys know, and, and people closer to our team that have been around our team know how much kind of dedication and time and, and effort he's put in for seven years, not just this year. So, um, yeah, hopefully those those guys enjoy the, the, the couple of days that they're there and, um, yeah, then we'll get back into it after the break. You know, we talk about Quinn and uh, what he is like, and you've had some hilarious bits and all that, and you clearly really appreciate what he's done for a career. But the one thing that we've never talked about um, is inspirational Quinn. And I think sometimes that's what people do intentionally, but it's sometimes just how they are in the moment. And as much as the harping on the referees and all that gets old and it's not why I turn on basketball, i got to say, and I wonder how often this happens with you guys, he was so bleeping furious on a timeout with 10 minutes left of the game tied at 92, and he, the camera cuts to him just as he's flinging his arm, and there is no part of me that thinks he was mad at a jazz player. 100% of me thinks he was mad at a series of calls, and really, he was mad at a series of no calls. And I wonder, to what degree is he inspirational? When or how does he inspire you accidentally or on purpose? I mean... Probably more than not, really. Um, again, you guys have, have been around him and stuff. Like he, just the the time and the effort and the dedication and and everything. Like he he can. He's one of those. I mean, it's it's probably funny to say because I, I mean myself and Rudy and and Fave to a certain extent have obviously been here the longest. Um, but I've been here coming on seven years and and. Still to this day, I, I mean, I remember the first kind of chat I had with him, and, and still to this day, seven years later, like when he speaks, you listen. Like it's not a, and I'm not saying that as in like he's, like authority-wise, he's bigger than anyone or, or anything like that. But like he's just one of those guys that when he speaks, you listen, and and he knows what he's talking about. And I've spoken about obviously like when he's individual with one-on-one with me, like the the confidence that he gives you to go out there and. I remember games so many times that I've, he, he's called me in to sub out, like to sub someone in in the last two minutes or whatever it is, and I'm like, like coach, I don't have it. Like let let player blah 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 stay in. Like they're playing well. Like I just don't. And he's like, no, you like you're going to make a play or like you're going to hit a three here or whatever it is. And obviously a part of of that is a little bit of luck because you got to get the ball or whatever. But that confidence to, to like he feels like he knows what he's doing and he wants to put me in or, or whoever it is for a reason um and you're just like well hell yeah like <laughs> i'm gonna make i'm for sure gonna like then you get the ball and the confidence that he gives you to, to be in those situations um but even not those situations like listening to a scout like you can see how how much time and effort and the dedication that, that his whole staff's put into that and and all of that combined, like this, this is again, like it's kind of weird because for me, it's like it's every day. Like it's not. <laughs> you guys get the media might hear him in a in an interview, or or they might catch him on the street prior to COVID, and but we we hear we get to listen to him every day. Like it's it's really cool to to be around a guy like that that's so dedicated and passionate and um, 
literally would do whatever it takes for, for, for us to win a game. So with that in mind, Joe, do you take it as a personal sense of pride in that Quint Snyder is coaching in the All-Star game because that literally means you have the best record? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's I I kind of went back and forth with him a little bit about this of, of congratulating him. And, and for him, it was like, well, it's, all, it's kind of like this silly conversation of like, no, it's you. Like, no, it's you. No, it's you. Like, he just kept saying that the praise of the team and obviously the dedication that we've put in as a team to, to play the way we're playing and um, defend the way we're defending and, and, and have the best record. Like, there's no secrets that we've got the best record. Like, everyone knows that. We know that. Um, it's cool, but it's not, like, what we want to do in the, the scheme of everything. So it, it's gone. And on the flip side, from my point of view of it, it's like, well, Quinn, like, realise what you've done since you've, like, we were a whole, and no disrespect to anyone prior to this, but when I got, like, we won 20, I think it was 20, whatever it was, 25 games, 20-something games my first year. Like, that's a, that's a, a big uh, jump to where we are now. I mean, we've, we've won, I actually, I've got no idea what our record is now, but I think we've already won 25 games. So, like, it, it, it's a credit to him for, one, for the Jazz to sit him down seven years ago or whatever it was and, and actually sign him and then, Two for for the process to stick with it, and I think it would have been very easy to to not throw in the towel. But the frustration sets in. You're winning 20 games. It's it's not extremely far. I remember doing. We did the same. I mean, back in you guys remember sitting at practice and so like, we did these same drills in the morning every day for probably the first three years. Defensive drills. This is how I want you to defend. We're going to do this. This is how I want you to close out. This is how like everything to the smallest details and. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of the players that were there aren't here now, but the couple of us that are here, like, we, we still remember it and, and we tell stories. Like, we joke about it with Coach now um, about those days. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time coming, so he, he should be, obviously, extremely proud. And I hope he does take a minute during the game or sometime there to um, to just kind of soak it in and, and appreciate what, what he's brought to this organisation. Just for the record, Joe... You have won 25 games. You have 27 wins and nine losses. You win in 75% of your games. So I had no idea what our record was, to be honest with you. How, how many guys on the team know that? Because the games are coming fast and furious. It's, you know, it's testing, it's practice, it's testing, it's game, it's airplane, it's testing, it's practice, it's airplane, it's testing. You know, and so it, how many guys know that you're 27 and 9? I mean, it's weird, I guess, because it is um, like you, you know – like I like I'm not like I know I knew we were top. Like I'm not saying that I've sat here and then oblivious to the whole world of what's going on. But um, yeah, specifically I had no really no idea what we were. Um, but I, like you said, like it's just by the time we get here, test, practice, do whatever we have to do, recover, get home, eat. I go pick up like pick up the kids from school, and then between then and bedtime, it's like a zoo at home it's just like crazy kids running around and whatever and then kids go down i've got to go back and test again and then come home have dinner with renee and then before you know it you're going to bed again so it's not like we're i'm sure uh, it's obviously different like donovan's going home and probably shooting zombies on his video game for a couple of hours or whatever like <laughs> there's definitely guys that probably realize more than than others but co- coaches the same <laughs> there's been so many times that coach will come in and be like 
I don't know what our record is, but I know we're good. I know we're like top, or I know we're like up there. Um, which maybe he's just saying that to us, but like we we know we're in a good position, obviously. But we've got a lot more to do. So the uh, the goal is a lot bigger than being top in whatever date it is now, middle of All Star break or whatever. Well, Joe, as we head into this time off, make sure you give my love to Renai and the kids. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> Why not another day and the kids? <laughs> she might be listening anyway. You might you might have a. She probably won't be listening, but... Renee, enjoy Joe at home during this week, okay? <laughs> I'm sure she will. She'll probably be kicking me out. She'll probably be kicking me out to go back to the gym. To well, when you leave and you hug everybody, just uh, hug the American kid first and a little longer, okay, for PK. Nah, you know what happened yesterday or the day before? Australian passport came through. Ah, there it is. We have it in our hands. The American passport is now in the basement, in the storage, in 11 bags that he will never find. Joe, did you ever hear Bruce Springsteen born in the USA? You can never change that, buddy. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to change it, but I can never acknowledge it. Wow! You get, whether you acknowledge it or not, it doesn't matter. It's I'm a fact. That my kid was, is not American. He's Australian. Keep born in the USA, Joe, the greatest <laughs> country in the world. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll lose those documents and just keep his Australian passport. No one will ever know. <laughs> never know. You'll lie to him. You were born in Melbourne. Utah of all places. <laughs> Holy cow. I know, that's crazy, right? Oh, my gosh. Hey, with, with Donovan and, uh, and Rudy getting drafted last, are they insulted by that? Do they think LeBron was messing with him because, uh, you know, he's the big dog and he doesn't want, want any young guns coming for the crown? I mean, I hope they haven't overthought it. Like, I know Rudy won't because Rudy doesn't really overthink too much, but um, no, I don't think they would overthink it at all. I think it's... Again, it's just one of those things that, like, not that they're just happy to be in the game, but they've, they've, I mean, it's obviously a hell of an achievement to, to do what they've done and, and, and get on that team and, and play in the All Star game. So I think, um, at this point, I would hope they're, uh, I don't even know where they both are. Wherever they both are, they're enjoying their break and, and getting some rest and, um, probably laughing about it a little bit. And then they'll, they'll go and enjoy the weekend. All right, Joe, you enjoy your uh, time off, and we will talk to you again next week when you get ready to rev everything up. We will. Appreciate it, guys. All right, thanks, Joe. Joe Ingles, there he is. Renee and the kids. Do you ever get tired of saying that? No, it's fun. <laughs> Renee and the kids. <laughs> it's fun, man. Again, Joe comes through. They're not even playing this week. Boom, he shows up. Yeah, it would have been easy for him to uh, say I need some downtime. Lots of people would, but Joe doesn't, and he's here, and we appreciate it. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union, where your future is our future. All right, everything you missed in this show, we'll get it all wrapped up next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
Let's get out to the zone phone. He is Tim Lacombe. I have a guest with me right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Rose. Hey. How you doing? Dave, I want to ask you about what's happening in basketball. This emphasis on the three-point shot. It is unbelievable. I was watching the team in the SEC. The entire second half did not shoot a two-point shot. They shot a three-pointer or a free throw. That tells you where the game's going. The Jazz have got four shooters on the floor all the time, and sometimes five. I would hate to be a defensive guy right now because those are the guys who have really got the challenge of trying to figure out how they're going to stop these teams that are putting space on the floor and great shooting. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I just want to say something because there's no slander. There's no slander to the Utah Jazz, but you guys got to understand. You guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton were, we would have never picked those guys in video games. I played in the Olympics, right? And I was trying to recruit everybody. You know, I'm talking to everybody. Nobody's coming to Utah. I'm a really good player at the time. But I know, I'm a, number one, I'm a point guard. You don't win championships with just a point guard, mm-hmm. right? You need pieces. You know, we need other pieces. And like all I saw, the writing on the wall was nobody is going to come to Utah. Not one person I've ever talked to was interested in coming to Utah. <laughs> it just was a reality. That's Roger Bell's podcast. That's Darren Williams. And apparently he never spoke to Carlos Boozer and Mehmet Okur. Didn't Whole talk to him. fecal matter. <laughs> I think his point was the guys he wanted, who he thought could beat the Lakers, who they lost to three times in four years during his, his – uh, he had four playoff runs in Utah. Oh, so who do you want, LeBron and Dwayne Wade? Yeah, Probably. I mean, he had to beat he had to beat Kobe and a uh, front line that averaged six ten or six eleven, and the Jazz were skilled but undersized. So yeah, I think he was so out leave. there looking at a handful of guys. So run, and he did. I mean, the that Jazz out. the Jazz ultimately traded him because they thought he was going to leave. But I think everybody who was following it thought he was going to leave because he was going to leave. Yeah, you know what my mother would say: <laughs> bleep and hit the road. <laughs> Pretty much what Kevin O'Connor said. More with actions than words. Be like, all right, if you can leave, I'm going to get something for you. And, you know. That was then, this is now. What has changed between then and now? In a decade, an NBA generation. Everything. Everything changes in 10 years. Are you kidding me? Digital media, you can be a star anywhere. The three-point shot, huge equalizer. The advent of foreign players, the the friggin' fireplace they built at the practice facility. They got a fireplace over there. <laughs> they did. Anything to make you comfortable when you walk in. Stockton Malone, the statues, where they are, Westminster? They have a fireplace there? They literally built stuff in that building <laughs> so that the players, as they walk in, never have to double back. Everything you need as you walk in is kind of all a progression to get you out onto the practice floor. You need that breakfast snack when you get there a little early, and there's the chef, and there's the kitchen, and there's the fireplace, and those those uh, what are, sofas, couches? Or, what are they? They're a cross between a sofa and a throne. They're built <laughs> a, throne, a lounge chair. Yeah, they're but they're bigger. They're, I mean, everything's built for you know guys who are six six and seven feet. I mean, they Super look luxurious. Comfy. Yeah, they they look luxurious. Whatever they are. They'll take care of you as well here as any place in the world. Everything's changed. That perception has been chipped away, and it used to be an iceberg. 
and now it's not. It's, it's just, it just isn't, man. Sure, it's not the glamour spot, but as David Aldridge had in his story on the Athletic of Monday, it was a great piece. Guys debunking it, uh, Derek Favors. Derek Favors, man. Derek Favors, uh, he loves it. He, he came back. That sent a message. That's what I'm saying. Donovan Mitchell can really take this franchise to a place that it hasn't been. And I realize they've been to the finals, but I'm going beyond that. You're talking about making it cooler, making it more fun. Making acceptable. it something desirable and acceptable, that. yeah. Yeah, because he's one of our own. You know, Gobert is still a foreign guy. Mitchell, he's a U.S. guy, played Patino. We all know his background. And I just think that he can sell it. And plus the guy, my gosh, he's got so much charisma. I mean, not everybody who is as good as he is has that much ability to express themselves the way he does. And he people are drawn to him. That's just a fact. People are drawn to this kid. And that's, you know, Stockton was awesome. But how many people were drawn to Stockton? You know what I mean? Nope. Uh, he didn't want to have people drawn to him. <laughs> no, that's he what he chose. Yeah. And that's fine. That's who he was. You know, and I think you got to add style of play in there. Because one criticism that I heard... Um, for sure you do. Was that, man, if you go to Utah, the ball is always in yeah. Stockton and Malone's hands. Look the percentage of shots those two guys get and the assists. Jeff Hornacek can shoot it, and he's a decoy getting, you know, seven shots one night and 12 shots another night. And, like, where do I fit in that? And now you look at the style of play, and Conley doesn't make an all-star game because the stats aren't big enough. But the stats aren't big enough because, at minimum, you have to acknowledge the guys have the Jazz have three different guys starting the offense. But I think if you look a little closer, you could say it's four. It's probably not five, but it's four and a half um, guys who can initiate the offense, and it spreads out the points. So there's room for you. There's room for you to get shots and to handle the ball and to create. Yes, I think that's, that's an different. important element. That's a great point. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. All right, so there's uh, there's the podcast with Raja Bell, and if you missed it, well, it's only been available since last night, so you can still grab it and listen to the whole thing with D-Well. I hope Mitchell gets like 50. You know, the thing is, as much as things have changed, they've stayed the same, because in that area, he's trying to figure out how to beat the Lakers, and right now there's jazz fans listening to this thing, and how are they going to beat the Lakers? How right, will that but- happen? So, you were to, I wasn't talking about Mitchell can change it exclusively on the court, though. Right. No. But I think it goes to the point that uh, can you put together, and it's still an open question, can you put together teams and a group that can take down the glamour? Because the glamour spots are still the glamour spots. And they yeah, but even if they weren't, there, the were, there was always going to be a team or teams you yeah. have to take down. It well, so true. happens right now. And who, who's to say? LeBron... It, the the time is short. So, uh, Gobert and Mitchell could not even be 30 yet, and LeBron could be gone. But that doesn't mean you've just got a clear path to the NBA title because there will always be somebody else. Right. Well, look at the five-year run the Warriors just had. And That's a great example. And as they soon, were in the way of the Rockets. Yeah, and as soon as it's done, well, the Rockets are breaking down, but as soon as it's done, right. well, now the Lakers are in the way because they got LeBron. Right. When he's done, there'll be somebody else. Yes. It so happens to be LeBron yeah. and 
We're gonna, he's, he's the king. LeBron is the king, deservedly so, because he's awesome. So with that in mind, he'll slip, and then there'll be somebody. Maybe it's the Lakers again. Well, uh, who, who knows the, what's ahead? The last 20 years since Stockton and Malone, it's been the Lakers, it's been the Spurs, it's been the Lakers, it's been the Warriors, it's been the Lakers. Now, I know there's outliers in there. Dallas got, you know, Dallas got through that. They broke through that wall, and they got their title. Uh, there's some outliers. But basically, that's who's been going to the NBA Finals. Lakers, Spurs, Lakers, Warriors, Lakers. And there it is. How do you... Lakers, Spurs, Lakers, Warriors, Lakers, Jazz. Yeah, all right. Now you're talking. <laughs> now you're getting people fired up. All right, that's all big picture stuff. The smaller picture stuff, there were games last night. The Clippers lost to the Wizards 119-117. As you pointed out earlier, Kawhi Leonard didn't play. Or excuse no, me, no, Paul Kawhi George. Leonard played. Paul George did not. Leonard started hot. He made like five straight shot, shots to start the game and then finished shooting 50%. Uh, so they've now lost five out of seven. The Jazz have lost four out of seven. The Lakers have lost seven out of ten. And if you, were, if you had a chance to take those three teams as a group or the field in the Western Conference to go to the NBA Finals— you take those three teams. Well, they and are the field. None of them are playing well. The Suns would be the one team they have a shot. They've won 16 out of 19. They beat the shorthanded Warriors. And there are so many wins we qualify with so-and-so didn't have player X, whoever it is. I mean, the Warriors last night, I said, well, the Warriors didn't have Steph Curry. And you immediately jumped in with, they didn't have Draymond Green. Or <laughs> they didn't have Obrey. So, yeah. so. He's a lesser player, but he's still a starter. Yep. And the Clippers didn't have George, so there are so many guys missing so many games, and uh, it's just the way it's going to be. So it's yeah, hard the to good get a thing if, if you're looking for the Jazz to be in the first place uh, seed, which we all are, might as well get it if it's there. Uh, that uh, through all this little little mini slump, if you even want to call it that, I'm I'm hesitant to call it that, but they haven't lost any ground. Maybe Phoenix has gained a little ground on them. That's yes. it. But the two big dogs that we're most worried about haven't gained any ground on them. Nope. <clears throat> I guess if you really want to go negative and you really want to beat yourself up, Jazz fans, you'd have to say, this was a chance to pull away. But they're no, winning, you know, they're winning 75% away. of their games. I mean, big picture, that's the number. You are what your record says you are. I don't think you can pull away before you even get to halfway point of the season. Well, you can have a five-game cushion instead of two. And I get you can still... You know, blow a five-game lead in 36 games, certainly. Um, but you could be further in front. Yeah, I, I get that. But what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean in the postseason? Well, I don't you know. Still, you still got to win four, and the home court advantage can go away in game one. Yes. Uh, the Nuggets won. Are the Nuggets getting it together? And they're, to a certain degree... Uh, jazz fan might not mind that because you were talking earlier. Like the Nuggets are sitting in eighth place. I'd just like I to want to play the Nuggets uh, in the first. I'd just like to be the one seed and find out you got to deal with the Joker. Now the thing is, is they've gotten it together here and they've won four in a row. They've climbed to sixth. Uh, Good, let them stay there. Yeah, right. <laughs> stay there on the other let side. Somebody of the else have to play. They're they're going to give somebody a dogfight. I don't care who it is. Yeah. All right, well, there's some of the basketball we've been talking about, a lot of jazz, a little bit of football. Alex Smith officially released by Washington, not a surprise, but that happened this morning. Uh, ben Roethlisberger lowered his pay to $14 million. Uh, there, It's so funny to watch people on social media, man. Everybody's got an opinion. He ca- lowered his cap hit by like $15 million, really helped the team out financially. And there's people like, ah, he would have been out of the league. I find that hard to believe. Uh, 
he's still getting $14 million. Don't make him out to be this martyr. $14 million is still an enormous amount of money. But there's people out there, it's just $14 million. He's playing for peanuts. He had to take it. Man, people bringing all kinds of baggage to this debate. They were 11-0. and 0. I mean, they weren't exactly terrible. I know they crashed at the end of the year. But if we have some money, see if they can put some more players around him. All right, DJ and PK, coming up next, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. I see that hugging with the other team When a game is through and it always makes me scream Why don't we just walk off the court how they used to do Cause when the season's done That's when the Jazz can be pals with you (laughs) Decent? Always got a song in his heart And on the open mic You too can do that Or you could just, you know, speak your take if you want You don't have to you don't have to make it so musical. Grab the phone, use the open mic feature, and send us your take. It's right on our app. Yeah, on our app, just to clarify. Grab the phone, hit the app, hit the open mic feature, boom, 15 seconds of audio. Boom. There you go. We got people tweeting at us. Uh, we were just talking about changes in the NBA, changes in Utah. One thing that's changed with the Utah destination in the NBA, David tweets at us, is the influx of more international players. Utah doesn't have the stigma with international guys. Rudy loves it here. Bogey wanted to come here. Joe likes it here. They didn't grow up hearing any of the stuff the U.S. players might have heard. Mm, I wonder who's been saying that for a while. You. Thank you. Yeah, I I believe that's an avenue to pursue. Sure, why wouldn't you? Even even if they did have a a stigma against it, so what? Uh, Pursue it because talent internationally is, in many cases now, is big-time talent. Big time. As big as you can get. Yeah, Luka Doncic is big time talent, and He's now at the top of the list. Nowitzki knocked down that list of uh, okay, you don't have to grow up in the U.S., you don't have to go to a U.S. college, you can still be the best player on a championship team. And the thing is, you can see how all this stuff is trending over ten years. So change your thinking now, because as you get an eighteen-year-old, what's it going to be like in ten years? Nineteen-year-old, uh, I guess. I'm assuming it's going to go to eighteen here pretty quick. Uh, but what's it going to be like in ten more years? You would think that this trend isn't stopping, that this will continue. No, it may oh, level no, off at, at some point, but not yet. Well, even if it levels off, it's going to be better and more pertinent than it was. Talking about players who are a shorthanded case, haven't the Jazz lost to the big teams every time when all their stars were on the floor? That probably depends yeah. on how you define big team case, but off the top of my head I would say No. Because they've got a, well, you know, is Denver a big team? Uh, are the Clippers a big team? Because yes. weren't the Clippers healthy the first time they beat them? I believe they were. Yes. And is Milwaukee a big right? team because they've beaten Milwaukee twice? Uh, yeah, cer- what, 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 certainly they do have wins over so, the Lakers, Clippers, and, and okay. Sixers who are shorthanded. But then you have to go and look at every other win that the other teams have had. Yes. If you're going to play that game, you just don't play it one way. Well, and I think the thing is with the Clippers, yeah, their record is outstanding when they have all their guys. But if you have all your guys so rarely, why do I think you're going to have all your guys in the playoffs? Uh, I think because that's where you're working toward. I think I, I would. Because they could have played I, in some of these games they yeah, missed. And I would they assume you're going to have the guys until I hear otherwise, where I don't assume that in the regular season. That's true. And they certainly sit games in the regular season that they would play in the postseason. There's Most a l- definitely, A little yes. wiggle room there. That's sort of the curse of the NBA 
and it's also the blessing because the NBA postseason for me is a must-watch. And you know the regular season, maybe not, probably not as much, but I can live with that. It's give and take. There's, there's enough games out there where players are playing, so for me, I can watch if I if this game isn't as good, well, then I can go to that game, and then two during the season, well then I can go to a college game or something. So I'm okay with it as long as it just doesn't get get to be a joke and you're playing 50 games or something on a regular 82-game season, but then you get the reward at the end of the year when not only are they playing, they're giving you everything they got, and nobody has any excuses of being tired or this or that because you're all on the same travel schedule. Draper Ute, if your enjoyment of the NBA is dependent on national media or star players praising Utah, you will forever be disappointed. If the Jazz are good, win playoff series, perhaps a championship, and you tune those things out, Ah, enjoyment. Problem is, Utahns can't do that. Yeah, they can't, but I think that's part of the enjoyment, too. They don't respect us. I think we sort of enjoy that in a roundabout, even maybe even perverse way. Like, that's who we are. Like to have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, man. Well, what's the point of getting up each day if you're not angry and ready to show the world? You might as well just stay in bed. There's more jersey on the Wasatch front than I knew. <laughs> How about that? No wonder you settled here. It's not home, but it's kind of like home, and I like it. I'm going to show them. I'm working on some stuff today to show some people. All right, DJ and PK, we're out of time. Thanks to everybody who uh, tweeted at us this week. We'll get back to it next Monday morning, 6 to 10, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.